Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with some slow news. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Again, we're taking, for we're the taking second time Kevin, in a row. Kevin Clark's corner. Oh, yeah. There it's you go. It's been a slow news week. Yeah. It has. Love that. Scream and 2021 Halloween costumes. Um, before I get into the show, I will die on this hill. I'm a Noma broken record. Guys, listen to Everything is Cake. It is so good. It is Kate <laughs> and Amelia covering the Great British Bake Off. I've actually started watching now after listening to the pod because I got to find yes. out who Chiggs is and who all these people are. So, oh my gosh. Chiggs. I have like Wait, a crush wow. on Chiggs now. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We're all Update. in on Chiggs. <laughs> um, you guys, listen every Friday on the Ringer Reality TV podcast feed. Okay. Thank now you. let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Okay, Tea Time is checking in with the absolute slowest celebrity news we could find. Really just a, a calm week on all fronts. Couldn't find much. We went dumpster diving, as we like to say. Once so, again. <laughs> Kate, what do you have for us? Yeah, we were in our musical era and now we're just like in our flop era. <laughs> like <tea time. laughs> this week is just like not it's fine. We decided to make kind of an exercise of it and try to find like the actual slowest celebrity yeah. headlines. So, you know, if you're listening, I guess just let us know like which one of these makes you question your life choices most and like your decisions to listen to this podcast um, because we have some good ones here. Yeah. All right. Starting off, Joaquin Phoenix. I've missed he and Rooney uh, in my mm-hmm. life. Have not checked in with Veg News lately, but he was on page six this week because here's the headline. Joaquin Phoenix debuts bizarre half-shaved haircut. I was like, click. Like, <laughs> hell yeah. I want to see that. Again, this is a tough podcast content, but I'm going to try to paint you a picture. So he shaved his head for a movie role. And it seems like he was supposed to do kind of like the premature balding look. Mm-hmm. So... You know, he has a full head of hair and so it's growing back. And instead of deciding to even it out after his role, he has decided to just let it grow. So right now, Joaquin Phoenix, who showed off his haircut uh, or lack thereof at the New York Film Festival, it looks like he kind of has, you know, the top part was shaved to look like Mm -hmm. he was balding, but now it's growing back out. 
Uh-huh. And then the the sides were longer, so those are also growing out. So the t- he has like a buzz cut for like half of his head. He kind of has the monk cut, you know, where it's mm. like long around the sides and then short on top. Right. Uh, it's really special. I would love to know what Rooney thinks of it. I'm sure she's all in. But yeah, Joaquin just crushing it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm trying heavy hitters, heavy hitters this week, you guys. I'm trying not to laugh as much. Every time I laugh, I cough. I'm battling a cold and I apologize to everyone listening. Um, so if you hear my like stifled, like choke laugh, that's what that is. <laughs> okay, um, But it's really, really funny photos. We're going to have to put that probably online. Yeah. On Amelia's it's special. Yep. He's, he looks great. Okay, yeah. so second, second uh, celebrity news item. This is actually also great. Andrew Lloyd Webber did an interview with Variety. Obviously, he has written a lot of very successful musicals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has also written Cats, <laughs> uh, which is successful. Not my cup of tea. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, there's been sort of a, a pattern of people who are involved with the Cats movie speaking out against it after making it, which I'm kind of like, mm, you know, I mean, you you put your eggs in this basket and you I think you should it. have to yeah, live with right. it. But... Uh, here's what Andrew Lloyd Webber said about Cats. He said it was off the scale all wrong. There wasn't any understanding oh. of why the music ticked at all, which I'm like, it's Cats. Like, it's yeah. insane anyway. He yeah. said, Is I there saw... Is ever... <laughs> right. He was like, I saw this and I just thought, oh God, no. It was the first time in my 70 odd years on this planet, wait for it, that I went out and bought a dog. So the wow. one thing to come out of it is my little Havanese puppy. So Andrew Lloyd Webber hated the cats movie so much that he literally became a dog person. Uh, This is so good. This is so so funny. funny. You can't make this shit up. (laughs) He said he grew so attached to uh, his new dog that he was trying to bring it with him to travel uh, to New York city. He goes, I wrote off and said that I needed him with me at all times because I'm emotionally damaged and I must have this therapy dog. And the airline wrote back and said, can you prove that you really need him? And I said, yes, just see what Hollywood did to my musical cats. And according to Andrew Lloyd Webber in this interview, they wrote back and gave him their approval with a note (laughs) that said no doctor's report required. Oh my God. So good. This is the best news of the week. I think this is the funniest thing. It's like an SNL sketch. Like (laughs) if someone sat in the SNL writer's room and was like, here's the idea yeah. cats was so bad that it turned Andrew Lloyd Webber into a dog person people would be that's, like that's fucking funny yeah uh, so <laughs> I, you just really great stuff and I hope that he's recovered from his trauma that will might win he? I know we're not done but that <laughs> might win this will he yeah. write a musical called dogs I mean who knows he's a changed man maybe yeah. maybe maybe maybe, maybe. Uh, next one Amelia <laughs> um you know I was looking at all this news And it's so funny because I sometimes you think, wow, you know, this is such a slow week for us, but there is other content, other D-list celebrity news out there. But Mm -hmm. turns out page six was also struggling because one of their articles, (laughs) they labeled it as an exclusive. Uh, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley Judd wears lone croc to airport after leg injury. Wow. And that's what it is. That's, that's an exclusive. <laughs> it literally says exclusive. That is Ashley so Judd funny. And that's what it is. She has one croc. She's coordinated it with the other shoe because they're both like this black color. But yeah, if you remember, I think we talked about how she she fell in the Congo and yes. it nearly oh cost her her leg. Yeah, very sad. Right. But, um, you know, she's recovering now. She's wearing this croc. And Just the one. 
just the one. And what I love about page six is, you know, I feel as if page six is very much like a clickbait site. And I mean that Uh in a nice way, but it is like, you know, their headlines are like, oh man, I want to click. But this is the one time you would want to bury the lead. So we could all click, why is she wearing one crock? But that's That's not what they do. They say, hey, we're not going to bury this lead. We're just going to tell you she was wearing one crock because she had a leg injury. And I'm just like, really? That does take the mystery out of it. It does. I would have clicked. I would have been like, what? Crock? Yeah. Right? Wow. Yeah. Missed opportunity. Really? These are all really goes downhill after the one crock situation. <laughs> the next piece, again, I was sick, so I got to the outline last, and this was thrust upon me, is Megan Trainer and her husband, the spy kids, Daryl Sabara, have side-by-side toilets in their bathroom, thanks to Just Jared for reporting that. So she went on Spotify's Why Won't You Date Me podcast, mm-hmm. and she said... Nobody knows this, but in our bathroom, there was one toilet. And a lot of time in the middle of the night when we were with the baby, we got up to pee at the same time. So I was like, can we please have two toilets next to each other? And so then she added, we got two toilets sitting next to each other and we've only pooped together twice. We pee at the same time a lot. Just get two bathrooms. I don't understand. (laughs) I have seen that home. I have researched it. They live in a beautiful four bed, six bath home in Toluca Lake. Is that not enough? Six bathrooms for the two of them. <laughs> I why mean, do they are, need? I don't want. Uh, why did they need to renovate that? It's baffling. <laughs> also, like, yeah, is the bathroom big enough? There, they just had to put in a second um, toilet, or did they have to like knock down a wall? Like, how uh, much renovation are we talking in also, order to that's set different up? piping? Good also, question. not to get too gross, but is there anything nastier than the <laughs> thought of? that next to your part the number two I it's can't awful. so <laughs> did you did you see her update after yes. people were talking about this can okay. you please read it for yes. us so she tweeted then and said <laughs> after everyone got up in arms and said to clear things up we pooped once together and we laughed and said never again but he will hang out with me if I'm pooping because we soulmates and I legit <laughs> miss him when I'm away from him and we pee together Avi okay guys <laughs> Obby, uh, I actually yeah. have immense stage fright using the restroom. Like I can't even pee if there's other <laughs> right? like, women in the me stalls too. with me. Like I can never imagine doing that with a partner. No. Oh my gosh! Like pooping where it's like poop. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, Some people are that's built so different. Nasty. This relationship is I mean, kind of respect it. It's Do hard for know? me to even imagine. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this. Oh, I mean, yeah. I did when you when she said that on that podcast. Do you think she was like, "This is gonna make headlines"? Maybe, maybe but, she was like, "This is gonna be the bathing debate part two. But then, like everyone else oh. was like, "No, we don't do this." No. <laughs> I would go back to bathing if I could. I would yeah. talk about that. Yeah. One. Uh, um, do you think Travis and Courtney poop together? No, really? I don't think Courtney poops. I think Courtney's just like holds hooked it up in. to a machine at night yeah, and it just flushes right. all of her toxins it's and her, her colon and it just like yeah oh this is an all time curse we gotta stop this is only okay, the first sorry, 15 sorry, sorry. minutes of the show alright lastly lastly this is good Amelia yes um, just the other day actually uh, Brooklyn Beckham went on the Today Show to cook and he cooked a steak quesadilla and he assembled a bacon sausage egg ketchup sandwich on live TV. And I just, it, this again, this is another example of a news outlet being like, well, we have nothing else to do. So we're going to send on Brooklyn Beckham, son of David and Victoria Beckham, and have him assemble a, a sandwich 
than a quesadilla. The easiest to prepare breakfast items. (laughs) Exactly. So first he came on and to the regular like first three hours of the Today Show and he demonstrated how to curate a breakfast sandwich and it was so bad and so boring that they had to have Carson Daly pepper him with questions like how does he cut a sausage in half? And it was just like... This is bad. And then they panned over to the table of the Today Show hosts eating. And it's it was literally the saddest table. It was like three guys cramped in a plastic table. And they had two little British flags on either side. Like, Mm. this is supposed to be British, even though it's like they serve these at McDonald's. But okie (laughs) dokie. And yeah, the Daily Mail roasted Brooklyn. They were like, despite appearing on the program to showcase his cooking skills, Brooklyn didn't actually cook any of the meat for the sandwich, instead using pre-prepared bacon and sausages for the filling. Although he did fry the eggs live on air. Wow. He didn't even prepare the meat? No, well, he was like, you know where they have it because it's like time sensitive where they have it already cooked and then they show you like cooking a little bit of it. That's That's what they did. So he assembled a sandwich. He He literally made a sandwich. Exactly. He assembled. And not only was it a sandwich, it was the most basic breakfast sandwich. (laughs) Like again, that you can find at McDonald's on the dollar menu. And then as if the Today Show assumes we cannot get enough of this man and his cooking skills. (laughs) He gets back, asked back onto the fourth hour of the day show, which is like the hour where they all drink wine. Um, and I kid you not, they were like, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, you're going to make us a steak quesadilla. So he goes on and sh- sh- there's like a raw steak. And Hoda's like, so how do you know what type of meat to pick? Do you just like pick whatever? Like what goes on? And Brooklyn pauses and he goes, Oh, yeah. I mean. And that was it. And then Al Roker has to come in and try to salvage it. And he goes, well, you go with whatever you got. And they're like, yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And then he oversalts the meat and puts um, (laughs) like the like pepper on it. And of course, Hoda, she's sneaky and I love it. And she's just like, you know, we do have to clarify that Brooklyn did cut himself um, cutting the meat. So he not only is making the simplest of dishes, but he also cut himself previously while preparing the meat for this show, for this steak quesadilla. And so literally they put the meat on the quesadilla. And, you know, again, these hosts are trying to salvage it. And they're just like, so do you just put do you put the steak all over the the (laughs) tortilla or and he's like, no, just one side. And they're like, oh, okay, so then you fold it over. And there you go. And it was just like, oh my God, God. it was so painful. And just goes to show you that nepotism is alive and well. And (laughs) and, and there were YouTube comments, too, that I love that one was like, can I come on your show and demonstrate pouring milk onto my breakfast (laughs) cornflakes? That's really funny. Amelia, I don't know if you know Mm -hmm. the answer to this, but like, what is up? Was he promoting something or like, is he trying to get in the cooking corner? I thought he was a photographer. What is we all what is up that. with him? You know, that's a great question. I don't know. They did briefly talk about his uh, fiance Nicola Peltz. Yeah, mm. and but it was again they were trying they were peppering him with questions and he was answering with one liners, being like, "She's great. I cook Horrible. her food. Come on, oh, man. It gosh. was just like, why is this man here? And not again. Not only did he put together. Like you said, assemble a breakfast sandwich. <laughs> they invited him back on again. To do it again. To wow. make a quesadilla. Oh, my God. 
two of the most basic things, things that I can prepare, which is saying yeah. something. So I just, it was so cringy, but thankfully everyone was like, yikes. <laughs> the Today Show is also in their flop era. It's been a rough exactly. week. It has. <laughs> For everyone. Is. For everyone. Uh, so yeah, we're all struggling. <laughs> okay. Um, and it doesn't get any better. So this next nope. category, uh, not worth the tea this week in social media and some bachelor <laughs> relationship news. And boy, is it not worth the tea. Oh, <laughs> good. So Amelia, go ahead. Start us oh, off. Oh, yes. Sorry. Okay. This happened like a week ago, but Grimes, you know, sh- we talked about how she and Elon Musk broke up. And over the weekend, she decided it would be fun to throw on an elven cost. I don't, I mean, it's like, I know it's her regular garb, but it's like to everyone else, it's like, oh, are you dressing up for Halloween early? It's no. like Renaissance fair slash it is. cosplay of some sort. <laughs> exactly. And so she's, and she's walking around LA. She's leaning on poles and she's got Karl Marx's communist manifesto, which, Incredible. you know, is amazing because Elon Musk talk about capitalism. Um, right. And so, of course, you know, page six once again was like, oh, my God, a grime scene reading Karl Marx falling split with world's richest man, Elon Musk. And she had to go to Instagram to clear everything up. And she was like, I was like really stressed and I wanted to troll the paparazzi. Like, really? Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. We know what you're doing. We know you called them on yourself. Blah, blah, blah. That's fine. And then it was a photo shoot. It didn't even seem like a paparazzi. It was like you're the girl, you know, in high school school where it's like she does a photo shoot in the streets. Yeah, she like goes right. to the park. Yeah. yeah. Or like yeah. senior photos. Yeah. And and then she was like, full disclosure, I'm still living with Elon. Yeah, we took yeah, the West Wit like yeah. That's so weird to me. It's so just annoying. Whatever. I'm just yeah. like, okay. Thank you. <laughs> um next thing. That was not worth the tea. We'd classify that as that, extremely right? okay. Yes. Um next one, Kate. I just want to give a shout out. You know, we're like very excited when celebrities are out and about doing celebrity things, wearing celebrity clothes. And I have mm-hmm. not seen nearly enough talk about Cardi B during Paris Fashion Week. She is doing so much. Mm-hmm. She has gone so over the top. There are various sort of articles about all of these incredible looks, very like Lady Gaga-esque. Like yeah. Costume, yeah. fashion, all these like colors and hats and sunglasses. Uh, but I do want to shout out one in particular. She, on October 3rd, wore a bright green Richard Quinn catsuit and bonnet that was memed extensively on the internet because people said she looked like the green Teletubby. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it's it's giving Teletubby. But in like a fashionable way, you know, she looks great. She's got the sunglasses along with the bonnet and the catsuit and the heels. Uh, but she seems to be in kind of a new fashion era. It's very Risky. experimental. I like it. Yeah. yeah. And she just has had like a different super over the top look for every single event. And I just appreciate it. You know, just like props to her for doing the celebrity most. She's yeah, fun. And I also like when Offset's next to her and he's just like in this one I'm looking at, he's in just like a sweatshirt and jeans and sneakers oh, and like really lets her, but it lets her shine. You know what I mean? That's it makes true. her That's pop true. that much more. You're but right. Yeah. That is Great. true. Great. <laughs> We're trying so hard this oh, week. Guys. Oh my God. Guys, this Robitussin's oh. kicking in. I'm feeling really good. Um, oh, okay. Good. good. Oh my Amelia, God. Amelia, what is next? Yes. Okay. Well, for those of you who don't watch Bachelor in Paradise or refuse to participate in Bachelor Nation discourse, first of all, I applaud you. Second of all, skip ahead like 10 minutes. No, I I promise it won't be 10 minutes. I'm just kidding. I was like, I'll be right back. (laughs) Okay. 
yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, oh man, I see, you know, I put this in here because we were really struggling once again, not to yeah. bring up the same point, but <laughs> I was online, you know, tweeting the Bachelor in Paradise finale. And I saw this tweet from Joe from Grocery Store Joe, who is truly a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. And he was referring to the Bachelor in Paradise 80s prom that they had on the show. And everyone was like dressed up in their prom looks. I'm giving background for everyone who hasn't watched it, Kate. Um, and Kate did and- in. <laughs> She's yeah, looking at her phone. In. Kate, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I saw you were distracted. <laughs> Eyes up here, buddy. This okay, is the live okay. podcast. All right. I'm locked in. I'm locked I, in. I know. I know. Please, I'm really, continue. I'm going to try to. Disrespect. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, this will be exciting. No, it won't. I'm sorry. I'm I apologize. Thrilled. Go for it. Um, so, okay. So they had an 80s prom and they were all like, whoa, it's the 80s prom. And then one of the couples that everyone was like, they were so strong. They broke up during mm-hmm. the prom. And then everyone was like depressed. Everyone was like, well, this is so like, this is reality. Like, we're all going to break up now. Like, this is so sad. Um, <laughs> Who was the couple that broke up, Amelia? Um, Abigail and Noah. But oh, like you okay. said, they're back to, oh, off the pod. They're back together. So yeah. it's like, it's really, it's a moot point. But anyway, um, so Joe goes to Twitter and he goes, prom looks like it just turned into a Tim Burton movie. And I took great offense to this, <laughs> not necessarily because I'm the biggest Tim Burton stan, but one, okay, I have several I have several things that I think are wrong with this tweet. One, a Tim Burton movie, Tim Burton movies aren't depressing. They're just highly mm. stylized movies. Right. They're not depressing movies. And it's just like he said this as if like he saw a poster for a Tim Burton movie and was like, well, that looks depressing. So I'm going to just associate it with that. That That's is what a he did. very incorrect analogy. You're so right. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> and I asked both my parents this and I just wanted them on my side so bad. And they were just like, why do you care so much? And I was like, because he can't keep winning. And um, <laughs> yeah. and it pissed me off because, he, you know, everyone was like, oh, my God, Joe, you're so this is cracking me up. This tweet is killing me. You're so right. <laughs> and I was like, have none of you people ever seen a fucking Tim Burton movie? It's just, it pissed me off. And then not only that, but he got retweets from like the call her daddy people or not her, but the office chicks or whatever. And I was just like, this is so wrong. And you're propagating lies. (laughs) I looked at this tweet. I see one Mm -hmm. quote tweet. I'm like, oh, I wonder maybe someone's on Amelia's (laughs) side. And it's just bachelor party, which Amelia runs. So (laughs) it's a party of one. But I do understand Amelia. just doesn't get it. (laughs) He does not get it. He doesn't get it. And I'm glad at least I have two other people on my side. Yeah, I don't, sure. made me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just, this made me irrationally angry. I think more so because everyone is just blindly on grocery store Joe's side. And I'm just like, this guy is the so lame. Love him. They yeah. love him. And I'm just like, he's one, he's wrong with his film analysis. And two, he's so annoyed. I just don't like him. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm go. sorry. You know what? I apologize for that. And um, Kaya, feel free to edit that down as much as you want. <laughs> we unfortunately are not done. We have other Bachelor oh news. Oh my God, I'm sorry. So yeah. finish this week. It's over now. Thank God, honestly, slow season. Bachelor uh, no. Paradise, it's flop era as well. Uh, Amelia, <laughs> do you want to give like a roundup? What was the theme for this entire episode? Um, <laughs> yes. So the only engagements that people, that actually happened were Kenny and Mari Joe and Serena P and Marissa and Riley. So, you know, happy for them. 
I don't really expect them to be together forever, but for the time being, that's great. You know, super excited. And then not to go back to Twitter and be angry again. However, so and and honestly, this I want everyone's opinion because Demi, do you remember Demi? Mm-hmm. Kate, do you remember Demi? I do remember Demi. You, okay, good. Oh, good. This, <laughs> yay. No, okay. So she <laughs> tweeted out a joke at one of the other contestants' expenses. And it was uh, Anna, who, if you recall from her season uh, of The Bachelor, which was last season, she was like, she claimed some girl was an escort with no. Oh, the one with the huge yeah. mouth? Yes, yes. Okay. And she was I like, I remember her too. I'm on a roll. Escort. Yeah, thank you. I'm so, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Um, And so Demi made a joke and she said, Anna is entertaining James for roses. So she was making a joke of Anna's whole, you know, uh, narrative on her season. And she's bringing in the guy that Anna was seeing on Bachelor in Paradise. And Anna decided to respond. I can see one of us grew up and the other didn't. And I'm sorry, but you don't get to say that, Anna. Okay. (laughs) Demi made a harmless joke and you're the one who accused someone else of being an escort on national TV. Yeah. Also, just again, I feel like we talk about this a lot. Just like, don't say anything and it like plays a lot cooler. Like you only right. look <laughs> a little lame when you respond yeah. in exactly. Like, yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. I don't know if this gets you as fired up, but yeah. Claire and Dale did break up. Do you have thoughts on that? You know, that was a long time coming. I'll be honest. Um, I feel I just like Claire makes me sad because she's so she she really wants to find love. And I think she has really high expectations. And if they don't go her way, she's like she goes insane kind of. And I feel bad. And, you know, apparently maybe Abigail was to blame. Mm, yeah. Abigail from Bachelor What Paradise? was that? That was so out of left field. Had no idea that, I guess all their worlds are just so connected at this point. Right. Because I guess Claire posts like a breakup image of her being like, yeah, it's a hard time for me, which obviously, I mean, I feel, I feel horrible for her because her mom is also in the throes of Alzheimer's and it's just, it's very sad. And um, then she tagged Abigail in this breakup post. That and was so weird. Yeah. Either she untagged Abigail or Abigail untagged herself. I don't know which way it went, but regardless, she tagged Abigail to begin with. So it was like, what's going on? Also, that's extremely petty, but you know, that's Claire. Yeah. What the hell? So we were talking about this off mic. Maybe there was something between Dale and Abigail, obviously. And then now Abigail and Noah are back together from Bachelor in Paradise. So right. Also, Claire just posted this. It feels like all this is happening so soon. I don't really know what's going on. It's just like just so much. Bachelor Nation is just rife with conflict, you know, and yeah. um, it's conflict that no one really cares about, but it's I there. Know. So, also, when are we getting Michelle's season? Are you uh, how much of a time break do we have? A we week? have one week. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh my God. You can't see me, really. but I'm like, oh yeah, my God, I'm, sure. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. Um, also, just because I'm T Times hype man, Amelia has a Bachelor recap show on YouTube <laughs> and the Ringer Reality TV podcast feed. So if you like You're that, tune in for more. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, if you like my deranged takes, please <laughs> Who tune in for more. And, yeah, and they're actually edited down, so it, I don't seem as deranged <laughs> as I am. Shout right out now, Dylan so. Berkey. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. 
jewelry that makes you look like the gem? Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Okay. Let's do cringe mode. <laughs> Let's do scream. It's October. <laughs> it's spooky season. Melia is really into scary movies. Kate and I are just like <laughs> begrudgingly along for the ride. Melia, a particular reason we started with scream? You know, I think I threw out a few suggestions and Kate was like, Let's do scream. <laughs> yeah. I think we just wanted to do it. I regretted it. it. it I regretted funny. it so much. Uh, <laughs> but I, you know. Try to expand my horizons sometimes. Yeah. You want to do the plot? I'll try. I did skip through some scary parts of this oh, movie. So. Isn't this your second time seeing this movie? It though? is. Yeah, we'll get to it later, but I watched okay. it in, in college. Okay, so Scream, 1996. Drew Barrymore, in an iconic turn, is murdered at the beginning of the movie along with her boyfriend by Ghostface in sort of like a mysterious killer. Uh, mm-hmm. and so then Sydney, who's kind of like the main girl of the movie, is it Neve Campbell or Nev Campbell? I never know. Neve. I think it's Neve. I think it's Neve. Uh, Neve Campbell basically is like attacked and like Courtney Cox, who's a reporter, thinks that it was like the, someone who murdered Sydney's mom, like way back in the day. There's that whole side plot. Sydney's boyfriend becomes like the prime suspect. He gets released. They all go to a party. And Gail, who's Courtney Cox, uh, is like weirdly involved with these high school students. Uh, along she wants with, her Pulitzer. <laughs> yeah. And then along with Dewey, the police officer. And basically this whole thing happens at the party. Boyfriend gets stabbed. Policeman gets stabbed. Courtney Cox like gets lost. 
turns out that the boyfriend and his friend, uh, what's his face? The guy that is in all of our movies. Matthew Lillard. Name? Matthew Lillard, tea time favorite. Uh, Truly. It turns out that they're like both sort of like cohorts. They're the murderers. And Stuart dies. I think Sydney shoots her boyfriend in the head. And the policeman lives and Gail lives. And then they made like five more movies. So, yeah. <laughs> So that's sorry. That was really long, but <laughs> no, that, that was, was good. My attempt. And also, it should be noted that the 25th anniversary of this film, I guess, is coming up in December, and they're releasing Scream Five this coming January. Yeah, the trailer is expected like any week now because they just released <laughs> yes. the Twitter emoji. You know how like they'll do the little Ooh, emoji. Yes. Yeah. Oh, nice uh, for promo. So like they just released that, so people think that the trailer for the new Scream movie is coming soon. So we actually did not do this on purpose, but we'll pretend that we are like trying to tie that to. Oh. Uh, yeah. The Scream release. So. Yeah, this is like, you know, a modern horror movie. It's like, it has dark humor. It's all, it also is kind of actually legitimately scary at times, at least for yes, me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's not just like one no. I did actually right. find it to be fun and there's yeah. like lighthearted moments. Even the like killing part of it is not mm-hmm. as intense as other horror movies. So if you're not that sure. kind of person, I think you would still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the first highlight I would say is I actually was not a scary movie person did like it. It's very clever. It is very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, on a more lighthearted service level note, Courtney Cox and David Arquette. Um, mm-hmm. So Courtney Cox, as Kate said, is like this news reporter trying to get the big scoop. And then David Arquette is the like dopey quote police officer. And they have this little flirtation in the movie. They met mm. on the set. They wow. dated after this movie. They have a daughter. They have since broken up. But the flirting is top notch. And I did actually enjoy the two of them like giggling throughout this movie. It was definitely the more lighthearted moments. And um, it was obviously genuine. They're like so into each other. It's really cute. Very yeah. cute. Yeah. I kind of love how they that they met on this movie. And now their daughter's like, I'm here because of Scream. I know. And you Iconic. can tell it's so genuine. We talk a lot on Cringe Mode about <laughs> those with chemistry or lack thereof, mm-hmm. but um, true. Yes, uh, top notch. And then this is random, but for any Peaky Blinders fans, Red Right Hand, which is the theme song of Peaky Blinders, like plays throughout this movie, what? and it is so good and spooky. It's just like the perfect song. I freaked oh. out when I heard it. Um, anyway, it's kind of like if you know, you know. But that That's was funny. I had to say it. I used to be so into Peaky Blinders. We I don't know that we have talked about it. Wow, but we should talk. It's about a good show. Oh. Off mic. Also with Juliette Lindman. She's a big uh, Cillian Murphy fan. Big Cillian. Aren't we all? Honestly. <laughs> True. Ooh, Red Eye. That's a good, that's a good scary movie. Ooh, Ooh I, I actually have that. seen that one also. Really? He's scary. scary. He's not he a fan that one. He's he just is scary. scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, next highlight, Amelia. Yes. Okay. I just, the first, I think it's like 10 or so minutes of this movie with Drew Barrymore are just... I, they're iconic. Like they are iconic. That costume with the blonde bob and the sweater. Mm-hmm. People wear that all the time. It's just like, what a way to start off a movie by killing your star. It's it's just amazing. And I was actually watching a video where they were talking to the director, Wes Craven, and he was saying that this movie kind of got put into production because Drew Barrymore signed on to play the part of Sidney Prescott. But then when she got hired, yeah, but then when she got hired, she was like, I actually want to play Casey Becker, who dies. And oh my gosh, it was Drew Barrymore's idea because she was like, it would subvert the whole, you know, you got a star and, uh, you know, they're promoting her in it and everything. But then you kill her off within the first 15 minutes. And I just like Drew, she's just so smart. I love it. Um, And to be honest, it feels like she, not 
to be mean to Neve Camp, but she is like the more iconic look of Scream. Totally. The, blonde, the totally. phone to her head. And she's like, yep. that whole thing kind of goes to Drew Barrymore more than it does any yeah. other character. Yeah. You kind of remember that over like definitely else. Yeah. Yeah. So with that said, Neve Campbell, pretty good final girl. She kind of mm-hmm. has, you know, like the final girl trope of like the one who's smart enough to survive and like, mm-hmm. you know, who defeats the killer and stuff like that. Just like a pretty timeless sort of classic final girl like throughout film. Also, yeah. I, I yeah. just like, I liked the shooting the boyfriend in the head to make sure that he's dead. Um, She's a tough cookie. Goes through a lot. Uh, yeah. Her mom was like <laughs> brutally murdered less than a year yeah. ago. And all of her friends like, come on, Sydney. Get all right. It was a year ago. <laughs> like, guys. I know. Um, and then did you see them making fun of... Um, uh, Casey and uh, Steve for getting murdered. They're like, oh my God, Casey and Steve got murdered. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fun. Yeah, messed up. The high school students are messed up. Obviously, two of them are murderers. So, yeah, that's true. That's Top. true. Um, but speaking of final girl, I'm happy you said that. Didn't know that was a term. That brings me to the lowlights, which I do think I would have enjoyed this movie a lot more had I had like a greater and more extensive knowledge of horror movies mm. because. There, I found this great article on Screen Rant and it's five horror tropes um, that Scream either subverted or then five that it adhered to. There's a lot more that went into this movie than I think I gave it credit for. So I do think I would have taken more had I had like, oh, I knew about that. Oh, I even know what a final girl is. Had no idea. But the like look behind you trope, the useless cops trope, the like sexually active characters die trope. Mm. None of these mm-hmm. things I knew, which I've since known about, but- I think I missed a lot the first time mm. watching it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Got, yeah. And then also we kind of went through this, but everyone's just way too casual. I know that this is again, like <laughs> something that happens in horror movies, but just <laughs> I would be on so much Xanax the second I knew that there was something going on in my town. And they're all, so the um, Sydney's friend gets confronted with this murder and she's like, oh no, what oh, are you going to do about it? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah. fucking girl, run. She ends up getting murdered in the terrible way. but In the worst way, truly. She gets stuck in a garage door. Yeah, the garage door is very like, tough. Hung by a garage door. It's Messed not good. up. But yeah, that's just a classic. No one gives the murder enough like credit never. and authority. They and never then they all do. die. It's true. Um, yeah. Kate? My Lola is just that I'm just such a baby. I just can't with the horror movies. And it's not even like... You know, I, I'm like, oh, I can't watch this person get murdered by a garage door. It's just like even the music and oh, like the scary. energy, like even in the non-scary scenes, there's something about like horror movies that just make me so nervous all the time. <laughs> sure. uh, even like, you know, when they're in class or like they're just like walking down the street or whatever. It's like my body knows that it's a horror movie and like things can go wrong at any moment. And I yeah. just like it's in my cellular structure to just like be so uncomfortable throughout the whole movie. But uh, to your credit, this murder pops up literally everywhere. I know that there's two of them, so there's more ground cover. But uh-huh. there's not a moment's peace for this poor girl. So no. actually, this it's is not wild. a typical one. He pops up yeah. everywhere. Really does. He really does. <laughs> he does. And on that note, too, th- these killers kind of have a lame motive. And I know there's a whole joke within the film where they're like, you know, it's the new millennium. Motives are incidental. But like, mm. you're going to kill someone because your dad slept with her mom and left your mom. Like, that's not her fault. Like, you already killed the mom. Why did Drew Barrymore have to die? And her boyfriend. I think because 
Stew, because it's like a passing reference where they're like, Stew, didn't you used to date Casey Becker? Didn't she leave you for Steve? And he's like, I oh, know, uh, I left her. And oh, so, so it's all it was, scorned lovers. Yeah. Mm. But kind, mm, wow. again, kind of lame. It's like, yeah, you're really not gonna enough. Go it's just not screen? enough. <laughs> it's just not. That's not. <laughs> to validate no. your murder spree, I'm sorry. We need no. more. <laughs> um, okay, let's do what is age the best and the worst. I. <sighs> have such a strong opinion about Amelia's first one. Go ahead, Amelia. Okay, yes. Worse, I would say I was watching this movie and everyone in this movie is an actor, obviously, like they're good looking. But Skeet Ulrich, his hair in this movie is just overly greasy. It's like as if he put just uh, like a glob of gel and ran it through his hair and decided I'm ready to go and then didn't shower for like a whole week. So Amelia, what the hell are you talking about? Is it supposed to be sexy? I don't... uh, Kate, back me up here. You know, the cut is not bad because he's got kind of like the heartthrob bangs, but I agree there's too much grease. It's too wet looking. Would you like to be touching that while making out with him? No, no. I would it on low res. Maybe maybe (laughs) some was lost on me, the visual. It's it's very PC. It's always in his face. You would think that would be annoying (laughs) when you're... Murdering people. Busy, Amelia. He can't shower once a day. (laughs) Um, Yes, that's really funny. Oh, yeah. The the murder schedule is hard to work around. (laughs) Um, What age the best for me is that I watched this movie in a college film lit class. And it was the same (laughs) class where we watched Dear John. Uh, So this professor (laughs) did not know that they were a cringe mode revolutionary, but they were. And they've given me so much to work with. Obviously, this one was like, I think, part of our horror movie uh, education, like part of the syllabus. So like, it makes sense because Liz talked about like those themes or whatever. Mm. Still don't remember why we watched Dear John. Uh, But (laughs) I just love that this, I I would love to like find the syllabus and be like, what other cringe modes can we pull from this? Because I just, you know, it was such a range of movies. You should do that. That's really funny. Yeah, who knew? They should rename the class like Cringe Mode Classics. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I have some ideas for Indiana University. Call me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is age the worst and it pains me to say, but a lot of this, the cast didn't become the blockbuster um, actors and actresses that I think that they deserved. Obviously, Courtney Cox, Drew Barrymore are in a field of its own. And this cast garnered great success from this franchise. So it's not Mm -hmm. like they were one and done. Mm -hmm. But I think a vast majority of them I am not seeing today or even in like the last Mm -hmm. decade. So justice for Neve Campbell. She's in some stuff. She was in um, House of Cards and stuff. But want more for her. She's great. I think, yeah. yeah, it's like, you know, the actor's dilemma where it's like you can be a steady actor, but if you don't have movies or shows that like really capture the culture, then it's like everyone forgets about you, which sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So. Lastly, though, this is a good note. I would say what is aged the best would be the legacy of this film. It's I mean, who hasn't seen a ghost face costume mm-hmm. in a Halloween store and, you know, one of those giant spirit stores that pop up <laughs> in malls around this time of year? Um, yes. Usually, actually, usually they have a ghost face guy like advertising for the store. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then not only that, but. The movie just made headlines this past week again because outlets from CNN to page six to even the Washington Post, you guys, they were reporting on how you can stay at Stu's house. The, so the Scream movie house at the end of the film um, for five dollars and uh, you can stay there on Halloween. And actually, the booking doesn't start until October 12th. So 
get ready because I'm sure it's, I mean, it's really going to be like a lottery for. It's $5? Yeah, because I think they're doing it for. Is it promo for the new Scream movie? It's for, it says in honor of Scream's 25th anniversary and the upcoming 2022 film. Mm, yeah. And uh, it, booking opens at 1 p.m. on October 12th for three stays. So they're doing one on the 27th one on the 29th and one on the 31st. And it's actually kind of cool. I mean, like, obviously I'm not going to do it, but <laughs> if, if anyone is interested, you should yeah. because nice you get ad for it. Yeah. Yeah. You get a virtual like greeting check-in from uh, Dewey and the ghost face <laughs> guy. And, and I guess they give you some classic 90s snacks like the Jiffy Pop. Ooh. And, yeah. And you get free uh, scream memorabilia. And wow. uh, some good stuff like that. So you should enter it if you're into this movie. Wow. I would be so scared. Uh, but good luck. Maybe if, people to, are to <laughs> yeah. if anyone wins and ends up staying there, let us know. Let us yeah. know. Uh, um, okay. <laughs> MVP? Yes. Okay. <laughs> My MVP for all horror movies. I will probably do this for every horror movie we ever watch. Where's the jump.com. Mm. You go to where's the jump.com. You enter in the movie you're watching. And without spoilers, it tells you minute marks for the jump scares so that you know when something is coming and you have to look away. It's the only reason I ever make it through any of these movies. Uh, and I really appreciate it. There were a lot. There were a lot in this one. There were a lot of jumps. I'm giving yeah. my MVP to Courtney Cox. She's so bubbly. One of the only bubbly, unbothered characters in this movie. And her smiling <laughs> mm-hmm. face just told me it was going to be okay. Very it's brave. True woman in this movie. Mm-hmm. Even so when she gets MVP. like punched in the face like several times. Yeah, I know. Um, you, Amelia? You know what? I'm going to give it to Matthew Lillard. He had a great run in the late <laughs> 90s, early 2000s. And I think he's so uh, creepy and funny in this. I think that Billy is just really unemotional and menacing and scary and evil. But Matthew Lillard plays Stu in a manner that is truly deranged. Mm-hmm. And also hilarious. It's like borderline camp. And he is just, <laughs> he has these quotes where it's like, why are you doing this? And he's like, peer pressure. I'm far too sensitive. And then, you know, when he's murdering everyone, he's like, my mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. <laughs> and one of my favorite, actually, my favorite quote is when, <laughs> is when Billy hits him on the head with a uh, phone and he goes, fucking hit me with the phone. Phone, dick. <laughs> it just that made me laugh because it's just like I can imagine like uh, many of my friends saying that, and it just made me laugh. Just the way he said it, I was just like, oh my god, Matthew Lillard, so great. So uh, he is oh great. He's great in this. I just I really really liked him in this. Let's do lightning round. Kate, did you write these or Amelia? Did you? Uh, I wrote like one of them. I think Amelia wrote the others. Okay, go ahead. On a scale of one to five, one being not scary and five being so scarily it's nearly unwatchable. How would you rate Scream, Kate? My scale is so off. Uh, everything is scary. <laughs> I put, gave it a four just because I can't watch any scary movies. Sorry. I get my, it. My scale goes exclusively if I know the killer will be <laughs> dead and gone by the end of this movie and there's like no future threat. So I'm mm. giving it a 3.5. It was scary, but I felt confident that these whoever was going to be, it was going to be dead by the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I I said the same thing. But had I known going into this that, like, had I not known that Drew Barrymore was going to wind up dead and I was, like, in the theater seeing this in 1996, mm. I would have been like, what the fuck? Because mm-hmm. that just, it just throws caution to the wind. So, that's very you know. true. Yeah. Thank you. 
best cameo slash small role. I personally said Henry Winkler as the murdered principal. Yeah, that's a good one. He was really funny. Great stuff from him. Yeah, he was. Um, (laughs) I give it to Drew Barrymore. Didn't realize she was going to get killed in the first five minutes. Felt sad to see her go so quick. Was that I shocking love, to you? I love when you don't know that people die. It's like such a, t- a tenet of like the Liz Kelly movie experience. <laughs> Happens more than you think. Yeah. Yeah. I was sad to see her. I didn't. Yeah, I was shocked anyway, but I'm giving it to her. Great. Love that you can still be surprised by this movie. Uh, I'm going to give it to Liam Schreiber just because he's on screen for like <gasps> yeah. 20 seconds. So he plays funny. a guy named he plays a guy named Cotton. Uh, Cotton Weary. They yeah. have great names in this great film. Great names. I was going to say that too. Like Dewey, the police officer. And Cotton. Gail Weathers. Yes. Gail Weathers as the like iconic. reporter. Amazing. That's iconic. Uh, but yeah, little baby face Liev. Uh, great stuff. It really is. All right. This was my uh, lightning round question. What do you <laughs> think, since Liz found out all about the final girl, uh, what do you think is your like government assigned horror movie trope? Mm. Like, are you the final girl who survives to the end? Are you like the slutty one who dies in a car parking lot? Are you like the stoner bro? Like, what is your horror movie trope? If you were in a horror movie thoughts, (laughs) I think I would be the one trying to bargain with the killer. Like (laughs) I'll be your henchman. Please don't kill me. Please only to die like two seconds later because I said that. So I think you would be a good henchman. I don't think you should rule it out. I feel like you you would do what needs to be done to survive. Okay, so yeah, I would be like the Matthew Lillard of my sure. own. Yeah, yeah. Like you yeah. come across, okay. you come across like your cool. friend murdering people, and you're like, "This sucks," but also like, I don't want you to kill me, so like, let's go. So like, yeah. hand me a knife. Okay, yeah. yeah, into that. That's not bad. That's not bad. It's not. It's you not. gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, <laughs> I think I would be the skeptical one who like walks into the haunted house and is like, mm. "LOL," like you guys are so stupid. Like I told you that there was nothing here, and then like, ah. Then, you like, would be dead. smug about it. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I would be like, oh my God, you believe in ghosts? Like that's so stupid. And then <laughs> the ghost would like murder me and it'd be like, well, yeah, there she goes. There yeah. you go. I think I would be on the other side of the spectrum. I think I'd be that like overly scared, overly nervous, like student newspaper nerd <laughs> who like is in the dark room developing like photographic evidence that like actually does catch Ooh. and has the face of the murder. But then the murderer is in the dark room oh. and stabs uh, me to death. And damn. then the movie goes on. It's like in the first quarter and you're like, oh, right. it could have been solved. Right. Ooh, and then funny. they find the photographs later and they're like, she yeah. knew. She we knew. She listened. knew. She we should have listened to Liz Kelly. She always <laughs> knows when someone's going to die. Uh, True. That's great. Uh, that feels right for you. Who knows what's coming next week? I don't think we'll do Scream 2, but I also really hope we don't do another horror movie. So we shall see. We'll see. Maybe something like on the fall side of the Halloween uh, yeah. spectrum. We'll see. Okay. Tea Time's unanswerable questions. Um, Amelia, go ahead. Um, this is going to be kind of hard to explain without showing you the actual video, but... I was not to bring up Bachelor in Paradise for the 20th time this episode, <laughs> but also I'm bringing up Drew Barrymore because uh, I was watching Bachelor in Paradise and an ad for Hy-Vee, which is a Midwest uh, supermarket chain. Kate, do you know Hy-Vee? I do. We don't have it in Indiana, but I know okay. of it. Right. Okay. Well, we have it in Minnesota and it's like originally from Iowa. But anyway, um, <laughs> they're like... <laughs> at this cookout and they're like dancing to the pink song just like fire and it's like timely yeah timely (laughs) exactly and they're like yeah this is fun and then all of a sudden out of nowhere freaking 
Drew Barrymore is green screened into this commercial. And I was watching this and I, at first I was like, oh my God, it's Drew Barrymore. This is so cool. I like, I love Drew Barrymore. But then I was like, okay, I'm sorry. This is the most, uh, they could not pay this woman to fly her to the set of this shoot. Because if you look at this commercial, it is so clear that they have green screen Drew <laughs> on <laughs> to this image or this video of people being like, we're at a tailgate. We're having so much fun because she's out here like different lighting on her face. The lighting. It's, yeah. The lighting is just so starkly different. And she's out here like she's putting on lipstick and she's, you know, she's giving us the most because she is Drew Barrymore. And it just like pissed me off saying, hi, V, how come you are not going to pay for A-list actress Drew Barrymore to actually look good in your commercial? You have the money. And did no one Watch this and go, mm, you know what? It seems pretty obvious that we green screened her onto here. They should have made the commercial black and white or something like that. <laughs> Shout out to the actress in the very last seven seconds who has to like interact with Drew Barrymore and like laugh along with her. It's yeah, just, they're holding like wine. They're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really Staring tough. at like nothing. Also, yeah. like we have these like deep fake apps now where people can make it look yeah. like anyone is anywhere. Like, how do we not have the technology? How does Hive not have the technology to do this better? I don't know. It's Baffling. upsetting. It's upsetting. Also, it's not like Drew Barrymore is like hard for work, you know? Like she has her show. Why yeah. I guess they right. must have just dropped the bag and been like, you don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, just... but like drop the bag and get her a plane ride out right. there no matter where it is but exactly yeah. like if you're Crazy. gonna pay for drew barrymore you should pay for drew barrymore so just not <laughs> just fake drew barrymore <laughs> no. all right uh my unanswerable question is some really the biggest news item of the week guys adele is finally coming back she wow. announced that she's releasing uh her new single on i believe Oct- october 15th she released a trailer for it and then today uh her vogue cover story dropped where she looks fabulous. Her hair is doing like the usual. What I love is like, you know, she's been away for like, what, five years, six years. Oh, wow. And she's come back. And, you know, a lot of artists, like we saw Lord and like Rihanna, Beyonce, they all come back, like Gaga. They all have like new looks mm-hmm. for their new era. You know, they change their mm-hmm. hair. They change their clothes. Adele right. was like, listen, I know what works for me. I've got the perfect <laughs> yeah. hair, the like big, like 60s beehive. I've got the winged eyeliner. And like, that's my look. And like, whether I'm 24 or 30, like that's my look. Mm -hmm. And I love it. It's incredible. That's what she's wearing. She's wearing on the Vogue shoot. She's wearing it in her teaser. Uh, And she's got the long nails. I just like really took me back when she posted like this black and white teaser for her song. And like you see the the wing and then you see the Mm -hmm. hand coming out the window. And I was like, oh my God, I'm a sophomore in college again, like crying, (laughs) crying to hello on the way to class. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I just, my, I guess my unanswerable question is, are we ready as a society for like, and Adele, sad girl fall. Yes. I am yes, too. Yes, I think so. Although I'm not really in that head. Her songs are really sad. Like I think Casey yeah. Musgraves album was like a little bit more somber. Mm-hmm. But it was different. This will hit so much harder. It really um, will. But I guess I can transport myself into that sad headspace for Adele. Yeah. Also, I recommend her Vogue profile. It's really fun. She talks about like how, you know, the gym like helped with her anxiety and like she uh, has been like weightlifting and like she has boxing gloves where like one of them says fuck and the other one says orf, (laughs) (laughs) like fuck orf (laughs) in her accent. Uh, And she talks about like her son and not having custody (laughs) and like writing songs to deal with all of that. So it's a good profile. Uh, 
And I'm excited that she's back in our lives. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. This is a blessing. Yes. Fuck Orf. Oh, yeah, um, that's good. Lastly, very lastly, this is sincere. And this is also, as usual, just like a, a plea for help to those who listen. Mm-hmm. Were there any new major movie or TV mm-hmm. characters that we got this year that will be like Halloween fodder? I will say now, literally in the last couple of days, I think Squid Game is like a actual yeah. real contender. Mm. But this is an open discussion because I'm also kind of tough on, I'm really bad at thinking of Halloween costumes. I think Ted Lasso will be popular. Mm. And oh, that one's Squid Game too, and right? Sex Education. But I couldn't think of anything mm. else. Yeah. Squid Game was going to be my answer just because I've seen so many people being like, I just want to yeah. go out in like a jumpsuit. Which- yeah. Is ideal. I will say I have several friends who are going as Harry Styles, like different versions of Harry Styles. Uh, One of my friends, not to give away their ideas, uh, (laughs) but one of them is doing like his look from the Grammys with the boa. And then another of my friends are going to the Harry Ween concert where like people dress up. It's like his Halloween concert date and they're dressing up as like him exercising with like his hat and like his it's you if you you know it if you've seen it he has a very specific like exercise outfit uh so i think especially among women the Mm. harry styles costume will be popular um Mm. but otherwise i don't know we haven't been out and about that much this year you know i know i know amelia you got anything i'm interested in see i'm always interested in seeing what like kylie and her clones Mm. end up doing Uh, as like mm -hmm. a group costume like last year Mm -hmm. i think they did the power rangers or something Oh, yeah. 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 Or one night. Yeah. Yeah. One of the nights. Yeah. So I'm, I don't know. I feel like I could see them doing like Bratz dolls or something. I know. I wish there was a a Marvel person because I think WandaVision and Loki, like there's a couple, there's new characters in that, Mm -hmm. but I don't watch that. So that'd be right disingenuous they're also yeah, yeah. and there's that's, such a leap between like the people who are really into halloween that'll do like the really elaborate costumes and those yeah. of us who are like i want to wear things i already own but i, I want know. it to be a costume right <laughs> and it, it is so hard because we really haven't been to right. any movies outside of you know like okay, i know i'm streaming this on hbo max or <laughs> right. something yeah but, i know because i was right. just thinking like tiger king was that was like two more than, years ago? Yeah, that was like two yeah. years ago. So Right. People yeah. have already done the Carol Baskin tour right. and then done, yeah. <laughs> if you guys have any good ideas for us, slide into our DMs. This is not a joke. I, I will take we any help. Halloween <laughs> costumes. Okay, that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to Kaya, our producer. We love you. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wattemeyer. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.